Welcome back to the Rocky Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein. My husband is with me, Les. Say hello, Les. Hello. How's everybody? (laughs) (laughs) We are continuing our series today on pain. So last week, we just sort of introduced the subject. We're talking about a Consumer Reports article where they talk about how pain is viewed in the United States, how there's not enough doctors to go around. We're talking chronic pain now. And how there are other therapies that most of us have never really heard of, or we've heard of it, but we haven't been using it because our doctors haven't brought it up. A lot of these therapies are actually covered by some insurance. Now, probably some of them are not going to be covered by Medicare, but if you're a younger person looking to retire or a younger retiree, then your insurance actually may cover some of these therapies. So this week, we're going to talk about part two of the article. So Les, what's part two about? It's these alternate therapies such as massage, mindfulness, which is something we need to talk about because that's kind of a strange nomenclature, Uh, sleep, posture therapies, and many other things. So last week you kind of touched on sleep. So how can sleep help your pain? I mean, I know I've had guests on the show before where they said that sleep actually helps you with dementia, but what about pain? Well, It depends on what the pain is, of course, but pain that's caused by things like inflammation, the inflammation is going to go down as you sleep because uh, your body is trying to heal itself. But there are other things. Your brain causes things like neuropain. Like nerves? Yeah. And your brain is, is running that. So your brain is running during the day on full, but in sleep, your brain is resting and so oftentimes the neuro pain also rests along with your your brain so combination of healing and and uh, calming your body are apparently what they're talking about when they talk about not skimping on sleep you know i can tell you that um i I mean i don't get sick that often but when i do get sick what's the only thing i want to do less sleep Yeah. Even if I have just a small cold, I usually just want to sleep. That's all I want to do. And then I'm usually over it in a day or two. Yeah, that's because your sleep, your your immune system is working overtime while you're sleeping to to try to fight whatever's happening that your body doesn't like. Right. You know, it's, it's interesting how in our society, people think it's a badge of honor that they didn't miss a day of work, or that they work when they're sick. You know, you you hear people talk about that, right? Yeah. It always kind of made me mad that somebody was coming into my office sick. Because then I'm like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) It's like this kid, this kid just recently got an award from some teacher organization for going through 12 years of school without missing one day. Uh-huh. And, and how many days did he make other people miss because he came in sick yeah. and got everyone around him sick? Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's a good thing working when you're sick. You're going to infect everybody. But then I'm kind of a germaphobe, aren't I? Yeah, that's true. But 
by the same token, if you're working while you're sick, your sickness is going to last longer. So Exactly. Exactly. And so you're going to feel horrible for longer because you didn't give yourself time to heal. Right. Exactly. So in any case, when it comes to chronic pain, sleep is really important. That's the bottom line. Hmm. And that's probably true for anything. We talked anybody. We, we talked about how how these therapies for chronic pain are personal, but I think sleep is somewhat universal. That we need sleep. Right. Yeah, we do. This article said that research suggests that combining the treatments is the key to lasting pain relief. That we can get temporary pain relief from taking pills, but if we really want lasting pain relief we need to combine things and sleep was part of that it's interesting that it said that poor sleep can worsen your pain but if you're in pain it's harder to sleep so in the last episode you touched on the fact that you have been having some pain at night and you've been taking ibuprofen so that you can sleep has that been helping your pain the next day yeah i, w I wake up literally after a, a night of good sleep and the pain is gone and especially is that, the only this, thing, is that the only thing you've tried just ibuprofen i mean i know for me i turn my phone into the sleep mode about 30 minutes before i go to bed you know there's that light in the bathroom that keeps me awake so i shut that door we got all of the phone equipment out of our room and into the closet do you think any of that is helping, the fact that we've removed some of the devices? Sure, I, I think so. But uh, I think those things have less of an impact on, on my sleep than they do you. But I, I do think light is something that you have to minimize. That, that is, is probably universal. And, I know uh, that our, our window coverings don't keep out the light at all. No. And it's taken me... A while, you know, I'm really the type of person because I grew up in Alaska, I'm used to total blackout shades. Because, of course, in Alaska, you have light for three to four months out of the year, it, it doesn't get dark. I'd say three months of the year. So, most of the homes are equipped with complete blackout shades, even though they're not as pretty as some of these other window coverings. Uh, you have to in order to get the, get the sleep that you need. Yeah, that's that, that's definitely the case. And we have these clocks that light up at night, and we have uh, these pilot lights that are on things like the hair dryer. That's why I have to keep the, the door I mean, shut. Think about it. Introduction of the LED has made all these things possible, but by the same token, it's it's lit up the houses at night you know, with these little pilot lights. And I can see that that can contribute to lack of sleep. Well, when we're traveling and we are staying in a hotel and hotels are the worst when it comes to those little lights everywhere, I have to take a towel and throw it over all of the devices so that it covers up yeah. the, the lights. Because I am terrible sleeper if, if there's light in the room. And I have a sleep mask, but it comes off, you know, just like earplugs come out of my ears, the sleep mask comes off, and then I'm awake. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, it's, it's funny. I, I often think as an engineer, how could I put people through this light problem by 
putting such bright LEDs on some of these pieces of equipment. It's crazy. Yeah, it's why? What's the point? <laughs> yeah. What the point is, I don't know. If you're an engineer that works with some of these devices that have lights on them, please post in the show notes why they're necessary because I just don't yeah. understand why all number these- Yeah, number one, why they're necessary. Number two, why they have to be so bright. You know. Right. Why can't we uh, turn them off too? I, I don't understand yeah, that. Yeah. So there, there's that. But the other thing that I do oftentimes if I'm in pain is I just get up and walk around because, you know, the pain is usually in my feet and that tends to help. And that goes to the next part of this. And that is talking about moving. Well, but a lot so, of people don't want to move because it hurts to move. And I know well, in, in the last episode, you talked about a book that Dick Van Dyke wrote, right? Right. And it's called Keep Moving, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And we, we actually got to meet Dick Van Dyke for a brief moment. We were at a conference that he was at. And so we, we had him an aging on. conference on aging, actually. Right. It was a, a San Diego conference on aging. They have it every year. He was the keynote speaker and so we got to meet him afterwards and it was really exciting because you know i grew up with dick van dyke right and as of this recording he's he's still living correct as far as i know yes yeah so as of this recording we're recording this in may of 2019 i'm not sure when these episodes will be released but as of this recording he's still alive and he really spoke a lot about how exercise keeps you healthy and alive he it wasn't just exercise it was just moving i mean right which is exercise of, right one of the things that they talk about in this article is that oftentimes people will have pain and they'll not use that thing you know let's say it's your arm the pain in their arm or your shoulder not move the shoulder well the worst thing you can do is to not move your shoulder because because and it seizes uh, up atrophies up that's right that's right so but it's hard. I mean, I can understand why people with pain don't want to use, like, for example, you said that you have pain in your feet, so you start, you start walking, but a lot of people with pain in their feet aren't going to want to walk. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Or their pain in their back, they don't want to get up out of the chair. Right. And, and the fact of the matter is that it's just going to make it worse if they don't. You know? It's easy so, to say, hard yeah. to do. Oh, yeah. It's painful. I mean, right. you know, that's, that's the point, you know. I mean, you have to be careful because you can actually make the injury worse if you. And if that's you where physical, physical therapy comes into play. Yeah, that's right. You, having somebody to to show you the best way to deal with this problem. Yeah, it says in the article. Let's see here. They they reviewed. It was a Cochrane study of a review of 264 studies involving nearly 20,000 adults with chronic pain. And it says that physical activity can reduce pain and improve your ability to move through your day. And it specifically said that a physical therapist can help you with this. And it doesn't have to be, you know, lifetime physical therapy, but they can, they can help you. They can offer strength and stretching exercises that can help. And it's tailored to your own needs and your own abilities because it's a physical therapist. And it also said that there are certain posture improvement programs such as the Alexander Technique. And I always 
have trouble pronouncing this net. Feldenkrais? Feldenkrais, yeah. I don't know. I've, I've I mean, I've heard definitely of heard of it. It's spelled F like Frank, E-L-D-E-N-K-R-A-I-S. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But the article said that these posture improving programs can really help with pain as well. And so can Tai Chi and yoga. And yoga. Yeah, because as you get older, a lot of the pain is in your back. Right. And it's usually because of your uh, bad posture and and, uh, and the fact that you're sitting poorly and so on. Now, I know that when I try to improve my posture, even when I'm walking, it makes a difference. It Because it, uh, I, I get a pain in my shoulder if I'm hunching over. And that's what many people as they get older do. Now, the article talks about Tai Chi and yoga, we're not doing that, but we are doing something called Ki, is it Ki? Qi, I, I could never pronounce it correctly. Qigong, Ki. Qigong, Qigong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't even pronounce it, but it's no. um, C-H-I. But it's good. We can't pronounce it, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's basically, a, it's kind of like Tai Chi but it's more meditative movement. Would, would you describe it like that, meditative yeah, movement? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and the article talks about the, the mind-body connection, and that's what that kind of uh, movement with meditation does. It, it connects the body with the mind, and it definitely is relaxing. And, and do you feel less pain after the, after the session? Yeah, I feel the good kind of pain. There's pain and there's pain, right? Right. Uh, the good kind of pain is uh, from stretching, you know, you feel it, or from lifting weights for a while. It's it's a good kind of pain. I feel that kind of pain. I think we should build up to Tai Chi. You know, the reason why we're doing the um, Qigong is because the Tai Chi, there's a lot of movements that are hard to remember. And in where we're taking the Qigong, it just... Qigong, Qigong, whatever. I apologize if I'm pronouncing it wrong. It just seems easier to understand the movements currently. I mean, isn't is it's that... worse than uh, line dancing for me in some way? <laughs> what Tai Chi or Qigong? Tai Chi, yeah. Well, I think part of it too is who's doing the who's doing the instructing. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, you know, move my arm up this way, and then and then transition to my leg to the left, you know, and all that. And it's, it all is timed. I mean, it, it it's like a dance. Right. And, it's kind of too fast. Whereas the yeah. Qigong is much slower. Right. Right. Cause it's more meditative. So that's what we're doing now to help with posture and pain and just overall health as well. When we were on that cruise in, in Asia and we went, remember when we went to that park and there were all oh, of in China. Yeah. In Beijing. People, yeah. In Beijing, there was maybe 50 people. How many people were in that, in that park doing that? Oh, I, I think there were more than 50, you know, but uh, it was a huge number of people that were all obviously in later years. You know, there were people that I mean, were, we're very, talking in their eighties. Yeah. There are people that were very old there, but, all of them were moving and doing different, um, different types movements. of, yeah, different types of movements. Not just, not just that, the, the normal exercise as well. You know, the pull-ups and 
Well, yeah. you know, it was so interesting in this park, they had maybe 50 pieces of equipment. Yeah, stations, yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. stations in this park. And all of these people would go to the park every day and they would do their exercises. So they would, you know, some of them were doing the Tai Chi, some of them were doing the stations. And remember when we saw that man spinning around? Yep. You yep. know, we should try to find that video and put it in the show notes. Yeah, we could do, do that. Do you think we still have that? Oh, yeah, we have it. Sure. And this man was probably, what, 60 or 70? Yeah, he's in that range. Mm -hmm. Then there was the other guy who bent bend down so his head like was touching the ground. And yes. Feet, I mean, it was a total 100% uh, fold of his body. It was amazing. You know, um, the, the Asia has a much more healthy connection with their bodies than we do, I think. Yeah, because it's part of their their culture in so many of the countries over there to connect mind with body, you know. And they move until they die. Yeah. You know, remember those those um, 80-year-old women divers? Oh, yeah. I mean, can you imagine that here in the U.S., women diving, working when they're 85 years old? Nope. And so we, we have a much different attitude towards movement, I mean, it is changing, but still the idea of retiring is sitting in your rocking chair. Now, where we live, obviously, it is very active. I mean... Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people walking, a lot of people playing golf, a lot of people riding bikes. Pickleball guy. I mean, there's yeah. more activities where we live now than, where, than when we were in San Diego living in a younger community. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so, yeah, I just think that living in a community where it's normal to move is probably going to help us stay, stay more active and healthy longer. Yep. That's right. So back to the pain. So we talked a little bit about massage. We talked about these posture type exercises. Now, mindfulness. I thought this was very interesting because there's a treatment that I'd never even heard of called Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, or CBT, mm -hmm. not to be confused with CBD, <laughs> <You know? laughs> which it says that typically you get seven to 10 sessions when you're going through this type of therapy, and the therapist can teach the patient to identify thoughts and behaviors that actually worsen pain and replace them with a new thought pattern designed to calm the nervous system and relieve pain. And that you can ask your doctor for a referral and you can look for a therapist that has training in this cognitive behavioral therapy. Have you ever heard of that before this article? Well, I, I've heard of mental therapy to deal with pain. Well, uh, I've heard I, of it to deal with psychological pain but never physical pain oh yeah physical oh yeah i've heard that i never but, even heard of that but i've never heard of uh cbt and i've never heard of the association for behavioral and cognitive therapies and the american psychological association which uh, is, is both mental pain and physical pain 
Well, I've heard of biofeedback, but I don't think that's what they're talking about. No, I don't think so either. I don't, I, I think it's, it's the ability to take your mind off of the pain, you know, and put your mind somewhere else, you know. We should try to find one of these therapists and get them on and so they can tell us what they actually do. Because honestly, yeah. we really don't know what they do because we've never heard of this before. Sure, that's right. That's right. So I, I just thought that that was really interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. It is. Oh, um, um, we another passed, thing. passed over one thing about massage, by the way. What's that? It's so important that the therapist have an understanding of anatomy and uh, and physiology to to be of real help to you. Well, so you, you know, my therapist, my massage therapist back in in uh, San Diego did. Yeah. Um, she she was great. She even she even helped a little bit with my dystonia. Remember when she did that therapy with me? Yeah. That yeah. Cranial, sacral, cranial. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and so she was she was really really good. It, it just says that when you go to a massage therapist, it's it's helpful to know what kind of training they've had. That's that's all, because I've gone to quite a few massage therapists that that aren't really that helpful to me. You know, a chiropractor, for instance, would would be helpful because a chiropractor does understand anatomy and physiology. So. I think it's important anyway to pay pay attention to that because you'll go to a massage therapist that doesn't help you might be because they don't understand your body that well. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, and I would say that any type of service or medical professional is kind of going to be the same. You're going to need to find one that resonates with you, yep. know, with you and and find that that person that that works with with you and your body and your condition. Yeah, yeah. Chiropractic helps me immensely when I'm in pain because it's usually because of something that's out of place, you know, in my neck. And sometimes I can feel in the back, you know, like a rib. Well, that's very rare, but if I have a rib that's out of place, I pretty much can't do anything until that's fixed. But acupuncture, you know, I, I did acupuncture for a while in, in my face because of my dystonia, and I've done it for pain. What do you think about acupuncture? Oh, I'm very positive on it. I, I went through acupuncture when I had a shoulder pain, and it really helps. But you have to go to somebody who knows what they're doing, and that's, that's not easy to find necessarily. Right. I went to a, an old guy probably in his 70s. Uh, Asian guy that is was chained, trained in China, and uh, he also gave me some herbs that uh, that I took for the pain, and he was really helpful. Is that when but, you had your bike accident? Uh, it was after that, but uh, no, actually, what happened was I I hurt something in my back when I swung a skimmer cleaning the pool. <laughs> And sounds like a, a sudden, first sounds like a first world problem to me. Yeah, that, that's right. But but what happened was that all of a sudden I just felt this sharp pain and the and the pain didn't go away. I went through all kinds of neurologists. I went through a, a surgeon to talk about possibly getting surgery to get rid of this thing. 
It was right in the middle of my back. And, and then uh, finally you found an acupuncturist. And the acupuncturist combined with some exercises that, that uh, my chiropractor gave me, that combination was what did it. Hmm. Well, you know, it just goes to show that when you have some kind of ongoing pain, you need to try different, different things and combination, yeah. combination of things to try to alleviate it. And so we're going to be talking next week about anti-inflammatories, muscle relaxants, fish oil, those kind of things, and talk about how they, they might be able to relieve your pain as well. So anything that you want to say before we say goodbye to the listeners for this week? Well, there's one other thing that I, I forgot to mention, and that is my roller. Oh, that's true. That would come under more like exercise, right? Well, kind of exercise and also uh, stretching, you know. But every night I have a, a roller that's about eight, in, eight inches in diameter and about uh, two feet long. And I lay on that thing and roll it up and down my back and, and feel the uh, vertebrae cracking as I move it up and down the back. And that's like, that's some of the things like uh, posture exercise as well as uh, just movement. Mm -hmm. And I really think that that has made my life much better. Every and night. Who just gave you, who, what type of person gave you the idea to do that? Chiropractor, of course. <laughs> That's right. And you've been doing it religiously since yes. you went through that, that treatment plan. That's right. And it really made a difference. So right. again, again, it's movement. It's a particular type of movement for right. my particular problem. So some of these things that we're talking about are not covered by Medicare. Acupuncture is not covered by Medicare. Massage right. therapy is generally not covered by Medicare. The type of chiropractic that Les was doing was not covered by Medicare. There were some parts that were, but there was an ongoing teaching kind of that the chiropractor was doing, you know, remaking his body, learn to sort of live in a different, in a different manner. That wasn't covered by Medicare. Sometimes when we're dealing with our health, we don't necessarily want to just do things that are covered by insurance because sometimes we have to take it upon ourselves to go outside of what is covered by insurance, such as massage therapy, acupuncture, these type of things, and we'll be better and healthier in the long run. Don't you agree? Yeah, until they get accepted as methods to get rid of pain and, and uh, treatment methods we're going to have to go outside of Medicare. That's right. Right. And so next week we'll be talking about some pills that you can take that might help. And until then, we're so glad that you listened, you know, that you joined us today and we'll see you next time on rock your retirement. 